Hello and welcome to Catholic Bites, a podcast for busy Catholics. This is Father Conrad. I have with me from an undisclosed location, Father Alec. Father Alec, welcome back to the podcast. Great to be back, as always. Um, so we're going to talk today about uh, Eucharistic adoration, which is when uh, Blessed Sacrament, uh, Jesus present in the Eucharist, is exposed uh, for prayer. And I think sometimes I've seen this with some of my students where we kind of just throw them in off the deep end and... Uh, um, and like they don't really know what to do when they go to adoration, and especially if you're there for a long amount of time, you could get bored really easy. You're not really know. So maybe you could just share a little bit. Um, what do you do when you go to adoration? And we can kind of talk about how to how to how to pray in that way. Sure. Um, no, it's a great topic because adoration can seem very intimidating because it is kind of intimidating when you first when you first start out. Um, for sure. I, you know, in some respects, it's always intimidating, right? You're before mm-hmm. the Lord of the universe and you're sort of, you know, trying to make sense of what's going on or what you're supposed to be happening. Um, I would say, you know, it, it's good in a certain sense to, to jump into the deep end and kind of learn how to swim. Um, so if you're, if you favor that approach, if you don't mind some of the, the discomfort, um, you know, give it a, give it a run and then just make sure you have somebody to talk to, um, if you're kind of trying things on your own spirits director, things like that. So don't, all that is to say, don't use these as like, this is what you must do. Mm. Um, but I would say the first things you're going to want to do is, is, um, you know, like any, any good set of prayer, you're going to want to set the conditions first. So the very first thing I would say is make sure you schedule your time, um, for adoration. And this is sort of like, obviously beforehand. Um, whenever reasonably possible and be as specific as you can. It's better to say, I'm going to go to adoration at two o'clock and leave at two 30 than say, I'm going to get to it in the afternoon. And it's better to say both of those things. than I'll go to adoration sometime today, because mm-hmm. if you don't put it on the schedule, so to speak, so easy to get lost in the shuffle. Um, but then once you're there, I would say the first thing is, is set realistic goals. Um, people who get into adoration are often brought by a friend, which is wonderful. Do that. Absolutely but they may be at a different place in their spiritual journey. And so you don't necessarily have to match them, right? If they, if they are, you know, spending an hour and a half in adoration or even a holy hour, full holy hour, and you just don't think you're ready for that yet. That's okay. You know, it's okay to pace yourself. I would say the minimum amount of time you should give to adoration in a chunk is, is 15 minutes. Like that's the bare minimum because you're not going to be able to enter into the mystery in any kind of meaningful way. If you, if you're just there for, for two minutes. But then when you start out, <clears throat> do what is comfortable with you to settle your mind down. That was a big thing for me, especially when I first started out. Um, maybe that's reading scripture. Maybe that's praying a rosary. Um, again, there, there's always these trains of thought that say, oh, no, no, none of that stuff, none of the devotional should be done during the holy hour. You know, that's other stuff. And maybe you build to that. Maybe that's something you value. But if it helps you to settle your mind down and get into the presence of the Lord, those things can be really, really valuable. Um, taking some scripture, meditating on it, or doing a rosary, and then just sort of like letting yourself be be in that quiet moment. Because we're, we enter with all these things going on in our mind, especially if we have other things going on in our day. And if we just want to like go in there and then then have our mind go radio silent for the Lord to, to fill it with beautiful things, um, we're often not going to find ourselves in a position where we're able to pray. So I would say don't shy away from some of those things initially. Now, you don't want it to just be, you know, one devotional after another. So you're cramming the whole time full, but you know, 
don't view them as, as crutches, view them as a means of, of getting yourself settled and ready and able to, to sit before the Lord. Yeah. And I would add to that preparation or, or initial kind of phase to, to really acknowledge to yourself and to God who's present, right? Like you come into a room, you see Jesus present in the Eucharist and to say to yourself in your heart, like, okay, yeah, the Lord's here. I'm here. I want to speak to you, Lord. I want to be with you, Lord. I want to be present in this moment. I want to show you love in this moment. And, and I find that even if like that's the only really authentic prayer you end up doing, and, and I, I use authentic in, in scare quotes because it's all authentic, sure. but like if you say like you go in and you say, Lord, I know you're here. I know I'm here and I want to be present to you and I want to show you love in this, in this 20 minutes or this 30 minutes or this hour. And then the whole rest of the time, you're just replaying like episodes of a TV show in your head <laughs> and you're trying to break out of it, but you can't, um, then that's still, you've still given him this time. You've made an act of faith. You've made an act of love. And that's, that's the key. Like that's, that's the key to all of it is that, that act. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, much like making the commitment to attending mass daily or even weekly as, as the church asks us to. Um, recognize that it is an act of love of the Lord, that you're taking the, t- the time that you have and you're giving it back to him mm-hmm. in that time of praise and adoration, right? You're giving it back to him by spending that time in your day that you could be doing other things. You could be doing other good things if you wanted to. You could be doing other things, but you're giving that back to the Lord because you want to enter into that relationship with him, right? Exactly. Just, just it's, it's such an important thing to just realize Maybe it doesn't work for you today. Maybe it's it's sort of your fault because you can't settle your mind, or maybe the Lord is asking for something more from you, and 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 He just isn't as present as you want Him to be. Or again, scare quotes because it doesn't feel as present as you want mm-hmm. Him to be. But that's okay. Even even a, a like quote unquote not good period of prayer is very valuable if it's done you know, with the intention of going there saying, Lord, this is time I'm offering to you. And if you can just have that genuine thought of this is time I'm offering to you because I want that relationship with you. Um, that is something to, to, uh, to sort of be recognized as, as a great sentiment of prayer that is very, very fruit bearing and very, very valuable in your life. Exactly. And that actually kind of brings me to, to my next thought about adoration, which is, so the church says that adoration is kind of like a point in the mass that's like extended. It's like you were to, you're watching mass on TV as everyone did back uh, a couple uh, <laughs> months, a year ago. It's like, you're watching mass on TV. And as the priest is holding up the host, you press pause and you just spend time there with that moment. And so if that's the case, then adoration is not just like being in the presence of Jesus. Adoration is meditating on that sacrifice of the mass and in that sacrifice, it's not just about receiving, it's about us offering ourselves with Christ. And so like part of what you're doing when you're praying is offering yourself in union with Christ's offering to the Father that is present in the Eucharist. And so if you're having a hard time and if it's difficult and if it's dry or, or you don't feel anything when you're praying or you're just distracted the whole time, but you just keep trying to give yourself as best you can, then you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. You're, you're, you're offering yourself to God. And, and that's what Jesus is doing in that moment. He's offering himself back to the father on the cross. And that moment is being drawn out in time for us to meditate on and to, to be with. Um, and so the very nature of adoration 
is is one of offering. And so sometimes, I mean, obviously the Lord has mercy on us and he gives us really beautiful moments in prayer where we really feel his presence and he really, you know, he really speaks to our heart, but there are so, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that those moments are better than the moments that are dry. In fact, like St. Teresa of Avila has this great quote where she says she thanks God more for the dry moments than for the moments of, of great consolation, because like those are the moments where she could, she could offer herself. And so if it's hard, that's not necessarily uh, the worst thing. In fact, it could be the best thing. Absolutely. And then, yeah, just building off that a little bit. um, I always just encourage people, you know, think long-term, think big picture, right? Uh, It's easy to judge your spiritual life based on one period of prayer. But if you attend adoration every day or, you know, whatever you can, whatever you can handle four days a week for a year and every single one of the, the individual sessions feels like it's difficult and straining, I guarantee you will look back on that year and you will feel yourself in a different spiritual place. You'll feel yourself more fulfilled and you'll feel yourself closer to Christ. And I 100% guarantee it. If you go in with that intention, it does not matter what the quality of the prayer is each day. It's something that, that gives you this susceptibility and this openness to the Lord's presence in your life. So, you know, a great session of prayer where you feel like you get enlightened or you get some kind of like revelation or whatever. That's awesome. Like cherish it, value it, but always think long-term. This is about a long-term relationship with Christ. Yeah. And I think that's great. I think that there, someone once said to me that this is one of those few times in life where quantity is better than quality or quality, yeah. of course, again, in quotation marks, because it's, um, uh, it's, it, it, it is about spending the time and, and it gradually builds up over time as opposed to, um, oh, I just need to get the right moment of enlightenment in the right sure. uh, condition. As if you're looking for the one answer to some, some you know, whatever. And, you know, maybe you are, but just recognize it's a bigger question. Than, than exactly. Is, what is my relationship with God? What, what would you say um, would be, so, so, okay, we've come into adoration, we've uh, quieted our mind, we're doing the best to offer ourselves. But what would you say to someone who is really struggling with distraction or dryness or just doesn't feel it and is tempted to give up, like besides just like kind of grit your teeth and bear it, like what, what are some techniques to help deal with that situation? So distraction and dryness are, are kind of different issues, I would say. Uh, they, they, can, they can be born of the same and distractions are also not all the same. There's, there's distractions that are, you know, silly and goofy and there's distractions that are, that are born out of life or something like that. Mm. Um, one thing with distractions is be be conscious if something is coming to you over and over and over again in prayer, and you think it's just a distraction. Um, that may be an invitation for you to, to, to sort of sit with the Lord on whatever it is that's coming to your head. So don't be afraid to go with the Lord in that direction, even if it's not what you want to think about or not what you want to, you know, maybe you think you have to pray for, you know, some, one of your, you know, you, I don't know, you have a, a test coming up or you have something going on in your life that's really, really pressing on your mind a lot, then you get to adoration and you're distracted by this other thought of something that seems less, less important, but it keeps coming back. Go with the Lord on it. See where it leads you. So don't necessarily just think distractions have to be obliterated. That might be the Lord reaching out to you. Um, if they're silly distractions or if they're dryness, and those are kind of on the same level, um, it's good. Again, perspective is really important. Recognizing that you're doing that, that you're offering this to the Lord and that you're satisfied with whatever he wants to give you back. I think that that perspective really helps with dryness because then you say, well, you know, 
there's no such thing as failed prayer in that respect. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, if, if it's persistent and you, and it's, it's really, it's really dragging you down and it's really difficult. Um, I think, I think talking to someone, spiritual director or, or just a priest and say, you know, this is what I'm experiencing. And, you know, I, I'm thinking about changing this up or I'm thinking about trying this or that or the other thing um, is not a bad idea just to, mm-hmm. to sort of vet it by them. Um, and yeah, I, I wish I had like fantastic clearing up dryness and prayer advice, but uh, <laughs> a lot of that comes from the Lord and, and yeah. a big, you know, a big kind of revolution in my own prayer life was the recognition that um, dryness, especially or, or can last a while. And it's not a sign of forsakenness. As much as we hear that all the time, it's just important to recognize doesn't mean God's not there. Um, everyone will have those ups and downs and maybe you need to change something and, and kind of get, get things going again. Um, but maybe it is the case where it's just realizing that, that the Lord might be asking something different of you. Yeah. I, I have two, two thoughts on that and then we can kind of conclude, but like, um, one is I, I find a good, either spiritual book or the scripture would be, is a really good way to kind of deal with dryness to like try and spark something by going sure. to a place in scripture, especially a passage that's had meaning before in the past, but then being okay if nothing happens, but you're, you're at least trying, you're, you're acting. Um, but then the second thing is um, that what you said at the end, that um, dryness isn't a sign of God forsaking us. Pope Benedict um, had a great line where he said that um, he said that dryness actually shows us God's presence more clearly because when we miss someone so profoundly, we can't miss someone who's not real. Like that, that there's, there's a reality to the depth of our longing for God. And when he's absent, a real person is absent from us. There's an, there's a, there's a hole that's been left by someone, uh, or at least that feeling. And, and then that shows us the reality of the God that we've met. And, um, and that can great, give us great consolation that even in his supposed absence, of course he's never really absent he's 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 much more deeply in our hearts but even his supposed absence can point us towards him and towards his 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 goodness um so yeah uh i think uh we can we can say unanimously that adoration is great and people should go pray in adoration more um and if you are a first timer or you've been doing it for years uh hopefully these can be some helpful things to to go on to to move forward and maybe grow in that prayer life number one piece of advice just just go for it do it and you will not be disappointed if you stick to it and and give the lord a chance to work on your heart exactly well thank you so much father alec thank you everyone for listening if you'd like to listen to other great catholic podcasts you can find us at catholicbitespodcast.com or you can find us on apple podcasts or spotify thank you and god bless you